Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite ghoul friend, Tara. Hey, spooksters. Today, by popular demand, we're going to start the Twin Flames series. We are doing it off of the Amazon Prime one. It's more detailed. Yeah. Yeah. Before we dive into that chaos and craziness, <laughs> want to hang out with us on social media, you can do so by heading over to Facebook, Instagram, or we're on threads now. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. You can go and get all the things that we do, what we put on social, but you should definitely join our Facebook group because they're the ones who actually picked this next little bit because we were like, okay, what do you guys want us to do next? And everyone was like, twin flames. And so Tara and I were here for it. <laughs> that we were both a little sad that like no one was like, House of Kardashian. I know. I wanted to so bad. Yeah, I know. As a gift, deodorant historically ranks somewhere between novelty underwear and coal. Until Lumi, that is. Lumi is on the top of the most wished for list on Amazon for personal care products. It's like a winter wonderland for your armpits. Lumi is a game-changing whole body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to not only work on pits, but also feet, privates, and everywhere else we get odor. No matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. And they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. One of those would be my own. It is no secret that I am obsessed with Lumi products. I love them so much. The whole body deodorant in toasted coconut is a favorite for me and also my tween. Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, such as the mini body wash and the deodorant wipes which are great, and free shipping. As a special offer for you spooksters, new customers get $5 off Lumi Starter Pack with our exclusive code and link. For a limited time, returning customers get $5 off their next purchase of 30 or more too. Use code SPOOKEDGIRLS at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Don't let the holiday stress get to your pits. Lumi keeps you calm, cool, and collected. 
So definitely join the Facebook group. It's Three Spooked Girls Official. It's just a really great community. You know, we have our book club every month. So if you're a reader, it's definitely a place to go because you can kind of like get those booky, like booky vibes if you like. And I want to let people know it's not always just horror thriller or something we read romance novels it's kind of like whatever you want to post in there too like mm-hmm. we don't care obviously within reason but yeah we don't right. care <laughs> yeah it's just a great little slice of the internet where you can just kind of be yourself with other people's mm-hmm. if you want to help support the show you can do so for little as a dollar you get a one bonus episode a month if you go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls or in the link tree which everything that we talk about during this segment is in the link tree so if you're like wait where did she say that was or what's that handle it's in the show notes in the link tree. Five, get video content and ad-free episodes and ad-free episodes go up the day before. If you are enjoying our Vital Conversations series that we've been doing and we have more coming up in 2024, we do post the video content of those over there. Yes. If you are on TikTok or you like scrolling through TikTok like I do, oh, actually I prefer the way I TikTok is Tara sends me 99 plus videos and then I get a perfectly for Jessica curated it's like my for you page on steroids i love it so much i'm like yay look at this <laughs> but if you are on tiktok and you want to follow someone who is really great content that's tara her handle is spooky underscore sleuth she does everything that we kind of do here plus more she talks about books she talks about just fun things you should definitely check it out i highly recommend it she is not only informational but also entertaining oh thank you i think that's like the perfect part like you're the perfect person <laughs> off of tiktok it always weirds me out when you when your videos pop up on my For You page because I'm like, (laughs) I know her. I love this person. You know what I hate so much is when Shannon's scrolling next to me and then I hear me and I'm like, eh. (laughs) <laughs> I could see that. I'm like, get away from it. And I she's like, no, that. I have I have to help. I have to watch it. I know. Like <laughs> a lot of times, like if I if it's like a stitch or something that like some one of my friends have done, like I might not watch the whole thing because I've seen it. But like for you, I'm like, I will watch all of it and I will like it <laughs> because that way interactions. But yeah, anyway. Now I just want to say this is the longest fucking title I've ever seen on a documentary in my life. Oh my god. Yeah. It was a bit much. It's Twin Flame, colon, Desperately Seeking Soulmate, colon, Escaping Twin Flame's Universe. Why did we need to put Twin Flame twice, Amazon? I don't know, but I was like, I'm so, and maybe because it's like sub, I don't know. I was just like, stop it. Are they trying to get that SEO? <laughs> <laughs> trying to make sure they have all the combos. <laughs> like, I got it. No one will not find this. <laughs> and the episode title is called Welcome to the Party, because that's what Jeff says on his, like his intro videos is Welcome to the Party. If you don't know, just a little like kind of quick recap of like, if you haven't been paying attention to the internet or to the Netflix or Amazon video, Twin Flames is a basically it's like an MLM. Oh, it it so is. It so is. It's an MLM cult mm-hmm. for sure. It is you can pay a monthly subscription and they give you dating slash marriage advice. I'm going to say this. Don't fucking take that shit. Mm-mm. You're going to hear things and you're going to be like, what are you? talking about the two characters that are the main kind of like the two characters is jeff and shalia and shalia okay can we talk about first really quick how everyone says her name different in this fucking documentary including herself it's true guys i have to this is also partially my fault because i've been obsessed i watched the netflix one and then i watched this one and then now i rewatched it right before recording so i'm like so fucking ready for this but like she even said her name wrong like different well that's what happens when you make up a name that's what happens megan Megan. 
I texted Jess when we were both rewatching it, and I was like, all I can think of anytime anyone says her real name is fucking Megan. Key and Peel. <laughs> Megan. Oh, God. Awful. No, not awful. I love them. Oh, Key and Peel, they're ugh, It just made me laugh. I love them, yes. Uh, not so much fans of Jeff, Jeff and, and Megan. Not so much fans of either of them, but, you know. No, not at all. No. The concept of a twin flame has been around for a long time. You know, if you've been paying attention in the pop culture, they talk about in the documentary, like, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly have really been, that's how they refer to each other. They talk about each other as the twin flames. And at first I was like, are they going to say that they're part of this? They're not part of this. They're their own thing. Yeah. I did read her book of poems. Highly recommend. I sent Tara several screenshots of it. She was like, oh God, it's 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 deep and dark and scary and someone hug Megan. I feel like that was probably a very healing project for her. Yeah. So I'm glad she was able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I did because at first a lot of them, like you think like she's writing about him for a lot of them. Right. But it's not. Mm -hmm. She's not. There's some are. Right. Not all are. But it's interesting because like even though there are a couple in there that don't always like paint him in good light. Machine Gun Kelly was like, I think you need to do this and share this with the world. So yeah. And that's great. We love a supportive partner. Mm -hmm. But okay, So according to them, twin flames are your ultimate lover, your best friend. You are created by God for this person and they are created only for you there's only one of them until later you only get one and basically jeff and shalia shalia megan megan (laughs) megan (laughs) sorry if we confuse you guys because that's gonna happen probably the whole fucking time it is basically they talk to god and god tells them who your person is and so we'll get to that point and it was kind of like promised that if you joined Twin Flames universe, you would find your twin flame. I'm just going to say this. This is kind of one of the ultimate like manipulations because a lot of these people were like coming off of like serious relationships. They've had their hearts broken and they're wanting love and they want something and they're like, okay, I'm going to try to find it. And they go on YouTube, like how to meet people. Like that's kind of how it was. Like I was seeing like, like they were being drawn in and then these YouTube videos with Jeff and Shalea, Shalia, whatever's. And if you are in a vulnerable state, the things they are saying sound really good. That you're going to find the person who completes you. Who doesn't want that? And especially because they started out saying, we'll help you find that, like get on that journey to find Mm -hmm. that person. And then obviously it escalates to arranged marriages and shit, basically. Right. Guys, this is an MLM and a cult merge. Cults, let's matchmaking fucking abusive shit yeah jeff if you're listening y'all are fucking abusive don't care y'all are if you're listening if jeff i'm this is the only time i'm ever gonna say like i want to talk to a creepy call leader but jeff if you want to come on vital conversation no no i'm here for it i am no then you can edit it because i will not be there but i want to yell at them no fuck them and you know what would happen they would do the same shit that they were doing to people who wanted to challenge them and the same thing with the journalists and fucking go off and actually no i won't spoil shit but you know what i mean like right like they get defensive and they get very combative and they are they're pieces of shit so fuck no I am not giving them our platform for that. Fuck no. Just want to yell at it, Jeff. You could yell. We could have a we could have a meeting. We could have an email <laughs> okay, correspondence. I'm in. 
I'm it. That is good enough. And I will report back to you guys. Also to note, these courses that you've to sign up for are very expensive. Bro. They are like 200 plus a month that you can spend like thousands of dollars. If you watch the Netflix one, you find like some of these people have spent like $60,000 in the course of like since 2016. Oh, yeah. Because one of the they do like reenactments, but they show like, you know, if you're looking at their stuff or on their site mm-hmm. and one of them is like over $8,000. Right. That is crazy. Right. I'm just like, therapy is so much cheaper. And to go along with that, these are kind of like therapy sessions because when you go join these classes, you're on these like big ass Zooms with all these people and they just like start talking to you and then they pinpoint your trauma and then they basically like pull your trauma out and they throw it in your face. The thing is, is like Jeff and Megan, Megan, have learned how to Shalea. I don't know how to say her name. I'm so sorry. We'll just go with that. We're going to Shalea. That's how I'm going to say it. Okay. So Jeff and Shalia, they just kind of like pull trauma and then they manipulate you. And because you're in this cult and you see these two because they are ultimate twin flames, they're like, mm-hmm. like you want to be them. And so you don't want them mad at you. And this is like preying on loneliness. There's a woman in here. Her name is Lorraine and she's a former member and she met a boy at school and she fell in love with him and she was like, big love, like obsessed. And they were together and then he cheated on her. And that obviously they broke up because he cheated on her. And that's why she found Twin Flames. And so she was like, oh, okay. So she's kind of introduced. And then the hero of this story, her name is Alice Hines. She's a journalist. She can come. She can come. Alice, anytime. Open invitation. Yes. She was going on Reddit to kind of like find, because she does like interesting pieces. Like she tries to find unique things. So she was on Reddit and she was looking at different communities on there and she came across the Twin Flames. And then she started digging in and she actually does an art... This is that story. She'll like do an article and, but they, oh, this poor woman must have been like, oh my God, so scary. I know. (laughs) I'm glad she shared her location. They crazy. Basically, she joined their Facebook group because they have a Facebook group. And it's all centered around like spiritual, like a spiritual community centered around trying to find love, which let's be real. That does sound really appeasing. Like I'm a spiritual person. And right, if I want someone great. who's like minded, it'd be easier to find someone in that kind of a group. Well, yeah. And the fact that they're taking this idea of twin flame, that's literally like so dated back, like it's dated back to like the 1600s. Right. So it's like it's it's not a new thing. It's just a lot of people, including them, misinterpret it. Oh, for sure. They were able to take it and twist it how they needed it to be for their fucking MLM shit. For reals. And what's interesting is like I've always known of Twin Flames is that it always ends tragic. Mm-mm. Oh, then I'm even wrong. I wasn't looking for my Twin Flames, so that's fine. Yeah, no. And they say this too, but it's like, it's basically that you and this other person, you're two parts of one soul. So that's why you connect so much, but that's also why you can butt heads so much. And there is a lot of turmoil that does come with it. And there's typically like this cycle of you meet, come together, whatever, then the shit explodes. So that part is right. Okay. But it doesn't have to always end like that. Got it. And then that also ties in with like having your soul circle type of thing where it's like there's Mm. certain souls that are, if you believe in multiple lives, there's like a small group 
group of souls that are always in your lives. Right. But what position or who they are to you can vary. Your twin flame will always be your twin flame, but like those other souls in one life could be like a sister, could be like a friend, could be, you know, whatever. So that's kind of like where that is. And then they took that and just kind of like made it romantic. Well, no, it is. I mean, it is because it's like, yeah, I get it. It's the same thing, but it's like they made it like, oh, no, we know how to pick it and all this other fucking shit that's in other episodes. <laughs> that's right. We'll get into that. And um, so basically, Alice, when she was in the Facebook group, she saw that like everyone was praising Jeff and Shalia and they were like, oh, my God, this is great. And God is the one who tells them about people's twin flames. I'm sorry. I'm not trusting nobody who says God told them fucking anything now. No, no. I'm sorry. I don't know if this comes up in the Amazon Prime one because I knew we were doing this so you know how I only watch like the ones we're going to record before I start. But in the Netflix one, when he starts going off about how he looks like modern day Jesus or like the picture of Jesus is actually him. Oh, they get into that more in detail in like, I think episode two. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll come back to that. We'll come back. Next episode, guys. Next episode. It gets crazy. So it's this community of people who are looking for love in all the wrong places. And we are introduced to another person, Arshalia. One of the things that this does is it kind of geographically lumps people. So this person is in Madison, New York, and which is like a little small town. And Arkalia, I believe is how we're, we say her name. Um, she's a former member and she was working in a gas station and she is a trans woman. So she talks about how she didn't really trust people and put herself out there. And in December of 2016, she decided that she was going to, as she was writing her New, Year, New Year's resolutions in 2017, she was going to open herself up to love and finding. And then in January of 2017, a man walks into her gas station and she kind of just feels this like instant spark with him. And one of the things she wants to point out is this is like a conservative area. So he's like that kind of like conservative community. And she's a trans woman. And we know that there's a lot of times that could be unsafe for people. So she doesn't really open herself up. But this gentleman comes in and there's kind of this like unspoken bond. There's kind of like nonverbal communications happening. And so she was really confused by this like nonverbal communication. Like he's kind of like approaching her, but he's not saying it with his words. He's saying it with like his body language in his eyes, I'm assuming. And she's really confused by the intensity of her attraction to this person. She was like, that's not who I thought I would fall in love with or whatever. So she was like, okay, I feel this way about him. What does this mean? And so she does what a lot of, I'm assuming she's a millennial, do and Google. We Google things because we're older than Google. (laughs) True. You know, she Googled and she came across twin flames and she was like, what the fuck is this? She kind of found out it's like the super spiritual soulmate, the other half of one, been with someone multiple lives. And she was like, oh my God, this is what I have with this person. The documentary now will start talking about like Megan Fox and how twin flames is kind of like a currency on social media of like how we talk about relationships. The word that came to me when I was watching this is the irrational connections that we have is was brought up. I don't know if everyone, but like I've met a person where I'm like, I have no fucking clue why I feel this intensely for you. And I'm like, oh my God, why is this? No, that's not because this person is my twin flame. It's because I'm irrationally attracted to chaos, I think. <laughs> you know, but they're like, this is the one and there's a greater like message or meeting behind it. And then we are introduced to another person in the documentary. Her name is 
Carly. Uh, she's from Akron, Ohio. She said she didn't really have a really good family structure. She lost her mom. Her stepmom was was abusive to her. So when she was about 24, 25, she was like, I really want to experience love. So she went online and she found Twin Flames. Kind of like you'll notice that you don't really just see, you don't see people in a happy spot in their life finding this. Right. This isn't a person who's like, I'm really content with my life. I think I'm going to join this group. Right. It's not like when Nexium was like in its infancy and it was like just doing the the self-help shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess like in a way this would be self-help, but you do have to be, I feel like you're right. It's not like someone being like, oh my gosh, I am like thriving in my life. I'm doing great. I am going to go give these people all my money. They're vulnerable. They, like you said, they've been through these breakups mm. and they're, or they're lonely and they're like, oh, this is going to help me have someone and not be by myself and depressed. So I think it's really harsh for anyone to judge anyone who's participated in this. Oh, for sure. What I'm trying to indicate is that like Jeff and Shalia are using people in their most or getting to people in their most vulnerable state mm-hmm. when they're really like hurting and they manipulate them. Oh, yeah. That, I was agreeing with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting when Alice is talking about them, the journalist, she's talked about when she first like sees their YouTube videos and everything. She was like, they seem like normal influencers, like social media influencers. They're kind of like lovey-dovey with one another. They make videos where they're like sitting next to each other. Jeff has like big energy, like really in your face. And, you know, Shalia is more like, She's into like bold makeup choices. And so it's kind of like really the quintessential like couple on the internet. If like they weren't doing this crazy shit, you'd probably just think that they were selling like Herbalife or whatever. I don't know if that's still around, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, and she kind of found like the things that they were talking about were like the new agey version of Cosmo magazine, like suggestions for sex life and things like that, or how to get back with your ex. And that's like a big thing. Like, A lot of people come right after they break up and then they're like, that's your twin flame. That dude that just broke your heart. That dude that just like slept with your best friend. That dude who just like stole your dog, crashed your car and bankrupted you. That's your twin flame. No, no, that's not your twin flame. That's chaos. That is toxic. Get the fuck away from that. (laughs) Right. I will say this. They do talk about like you need to like kind of like heal you. Before you get into a relationship, which that's a positive message. I can support that. Maybe not the way they do it, but like as a positive, help yourself. See, I think that's kind of like what also made them get to the status that they are at is that they do like they're could be very good tools in the things that they're doing. They just, they execute those in a toxic and abusive way. So that's the issue. Right, exactly. And then you have to go, like, if you want to get real good, real better, real, like, top notch, you have to take Twin Flame Ascension classes. And um, those cost lots of money. Yeah, those are the expensive ones. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, that totally makes sense how that person ended up spending, like, 60K or whatever. Because, like, that shit will add up real fast. Yeah, $9,000 is, like, just a little over six classes. Right? It was funny. Alice called them basically, like, a therapeutic reality show is kind of how it was. Like, the way they were talking with one another. And, oh, and his new thing is, is, like, what did he say? Like, welcome back to another juicy course. Blah, blah, blah. Fucking, oh, my God. Yeah, juicy. Every damn video. He likes the word juicy. (laughs) 
And so you're on a Zoom call. You're with like 40 to 50 other people and you start talking about your problems and it can be like several people talking. Sometimes they just pick you out and they're like, we're going to talk about your problems today. And everyone gets to basically weigh in. But ultimately, Jeff. Jeff with no credentials. Yes. Gets the final say. It's not Jeff and Shalia get the final say. It's Jeff. It's funny because they talk about the fact that a lot of times they like make you talk about things that are not twin flame relevant. So you're like, cool. How people like how cults like Nexium and Twin Flames kind of grow is that they have to have some sort of result up front. And a lot of that is like feeling more confident. If you have someone who comes like if you go on a Zoom call and someone tells you like, hey, you know what? You're killing it. You're doing great. Look at you go. You're going to be like, fuck yeah, look at me go. And you're going to really try and push yourself and you're going to be better. So you get the results. You get that like high endorphin. It's like when you lose five pounds right away, right? Like you're like, I lost five pounds this week and you feel this endorphin high and you're super great. Same kind of concept. Yeah, it's the instant gratification. Right. And then the other thing is, is that because there's all of these people in this program, they can't all have FaceTime with Jeff and Shalia. So they uh, have recorded sessions. So basically your sessions are recorded and then put up in a catalog or a library for other people to pay to watch. So you can pay like $200 a month to watch the catalogs and basically watch hundreds and hundreds of hours of these things. So much. They literally, and they're an hour to an hour and a half long on average. So just hundreds and hundreds of hours. And the thing is like, Archelaus talks about the fact that like, Jeff and Shalia told her specifically, we will find your twin flame. You will be in a harmonious twin flame because that's the difference. That's the difference between just regular twin flame talk and this one is that they have something called harmonious twin flame, which is like the elitist. This great union. Mm-hmm. Jeff says it's an ironclad that you will find your twin flame if you do this. We will talk about the problems with that in the next few, ep- the next couple episodes. But mm-hmm. so Archelia really kind of starts like opening her mind up to this. She starts dreaming. She starts dreaming about this guy and she's like open to a relationship with him. And then this is the thing that like blows my mind. Then They show her on a Zoom call with Jeff and like the million other people on this call. And they're like, how is your twin flame going? Because they've identified that this dude is her twin flame. She's come, she's talked about him and they're like, they meditate and they're like, yes, he's your twin flame. They're strangers. He is a customer at the gas station she works. And here's the thing. She may be so in love with the idea of this man. He may have been kind to her. He may be very gorgeous. I don't know what, I don't know who this person is. And he just might be a nice human. And like her soul talks to his soul and is like, oh, this is a good person. But they're strangers. And then they go, well, have you stalked him in the store or online? And she says both. And they all kind of applaud it. They're like, yay. Because stalking is a huge part of this. You have to stalk this person. It's crazy. Like literally in the Netflix episodes, there's a girl who literally goes to jail, right to jail. She goes to jail because she's stalking this person and they keep telling her, talk to this guy, talk to this guy, talk to this guy. And she's ignoring the fact that he's got a restraining order. And then just perchance on her birthday, she goes out dancing and he's there and he thinks she followed me here. She didn't even know he was there until she was being arrested. And this escalation is because Jeff was like, bother him. And like one of the things that they talk about here on the stalking is there's like an, a girl, her face is like, obviously she didn't consent. So her face is blurred out. And she's like a gamer chick, I guess. And they were like, 
oh, if he's ignoring you, he's ignoring you, send nudes or something like that. And basically she's like, well, I don't want to sexual harass him. And Jeff is like, sexual harass him. And Shalia like smacks him like, no, we can't say that because that's legally like he's condoning sexual harassment. They, this is recorded so they could get in trouble for it. And just remember with this, all good things are because of Jeff and his wife. And the one of the things that he says is that you should be able to refute all logical doubt. And I was like, did he just say that? Like, you should be able to refute all logical doubt. I think those are the greatest words. That's the most intention words he's ever said. People are going to come at you with really logical things. You don't know that man. He's a customer at your gas station. You don't know him from anyone. Do you know his name? I don't know if we know his name, uh, if she knows his name. I would assume so if she stalked him on socials. Oh, you're right. I take back my saying. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you know anything outside of like social or the interaction that you have at the gas station? Do you t- have you ever seen him in the in the wild? Exactly. Being really honest, if I was like coming to Tara and I was like, this guy is amazing and I love him. And granted, Jessica's done this before. But also I'm logical enough to be like, I'm not going to stalk his ass gonna chase that man down and jeff and them they preach bring us all your problems all your questions we got all the answers we can fix all your problems and whatever it is we can fix there's no problem we can't fix not true Mm -mm. not true and then we meet a man by the name of eric rogers who was jeff's best friend grades 8 through 12 and this is one of the things is like i would have hung out with jeff's group of people oh yeah because they were like the drama nerds I love that because I was a drama geek. Yeah. And apparently Jeff was like a prankster. He was like big person. He's always been a big personality. We meet his high school girlfriend, Ellen, who I think Ellen might still love Jeff. Oh, yeah. I was like, she's like, he's the one that got away. Oh, my God. But it's like, well, look, lady, you're now on a cult documentary. So this is probably for the best. But I, I agree. I And that's the thing, too. Like, Obviously, you can't discount, like, the good memories she has and stuff like that. But it's, like, the thing that's acknowledged later on, like, the people they knew for him and her is not who they are today. Like, they are very different people. It's true. But, yeah, I agree. I think she low-key still still loves him. Yeah. She said they met in drama class. She wanted to orbit around him, kind of. Like, that was kind of the vibe she gave, was, like, I need to be in his, like, orbit sphere. And she was just drawn to him, and she needed that. And she said being with him was like a John Hughes movie. And she was Molly Ringwald, and he was Judd Nelson. And That's what told me she was still in love with him. Oh, I was like, and here's the thing. When I'm sitting there and she's saying this, I'm like, oh my God, does she not realize that like Judd Nelson's character either like makes out something happens, presumably sex between the two of them with Molly Ringwald's character. And he did it just to fuck with her. That's why he fist pumps at the end. It's not because he's like, yeah, he's like, fuck yeah, I fucked the princess. It's not because I'm in love with the princess. Wrong analogy. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, girly, that's the wrong, that's the wrong Molly Ringwald. 16 candles. <laughs> right? Like, Or like, uh, what's his name? Emilio and the other chick. Mm. The, that character. That was a more beautiful love story. Yeah. Michael Anthony Hall leaving by himself, proud of himself. Better love story than... Molly Ringwall and Judd Nelson's characters. 
Just saying. Eric also described uh, Jeff as wanting to be like sustainable. So he wanted to be able to like live a big life and it be sustainable. So he was all about investing in the future and money, money, money. And then apparently he graduated from college and was like, I'm moving to Hawaii. I don't got a plan. I don't got a job. I'm just moving to Hawaii. And then over time, he kept changing his name on Facebook. It was like Jeff. I think his last name is Anna. Anna's. I don't know. But he like added something to the end of it. He ends up changing his name to Ender. And the first thing I was like, oh, dude, this fucker loves Ender's game. And then it was like, it's because he really liked the book Ender's Game. And I was like, mm. oh, fuck face. <laughs> You're ruining a good book, sir. <laughs> Which that book is fucking mind trippy. <laughs> just like, it's just like, yeah, if you haven't read the book or seen the movie, it's a little bit of a mind trip. But he decided that he was going to do like a life coaching blog. And he also like wanted to coach people on their career paths. And it didn't bother him that he was 25 and had no career experience, but he was going to coach people. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like, if you can't do teach, if you can't get a job, teach people how to get a job. Right. <laughs> I just like picture like a 40 year old, like a 45 year old, like having a midlife crisis, being like, I need a life coach. And then like getting on a Zoom with this like 25 year old kid being like, you're going to get the future's all yours, bud. And he's like. Oh my God, I've forgotten more in my life than you've existed. But he and Megan, or Shalia, met online through a friend and there was like instant sparks. And so she was in Sedona and he flew there and they met and they like talk about like how they met and how it was like basically like kismic. Like they were so like, they loved each other. There was such a big spark. And, you know, Alice goes, yeah, there was kind of a spark. Like, I don't doubt that there was a spark there. Like sometimes you meet people and the relationship you have is really intense. And I don't doubt that they have these feelings for each other. It's interesting to note that Shalia had some like life traumas. Her mom died when she was 15. Her parents divorced when she was 10-ish. So she had kind of some like big milestone traumas. And then she was also raised Catholic. So she was had like that very like rigid religion aspect to it as well. So her and Ender, aka Jeff, decide that they're going to go back to Hawaii together. And they start a blog called Awakened Intimacy. So basically, they talk about how their sex life is so powerful. And really, Jeff says shit sometime and you're like, dude, no. He's so unhinged. I'm sorry. He just is. Right. No, but he Oof. goes like, he goes, sometimes when we're like making love, I we just go in deeper. And I was like, oh, and I was like, of course, my 12 year old brain was like, <laughs> Dirty. And so he's talking about the fact that like, they have these like really intense sexual sessions and they're going to start a blog off of this. Then we transition in the documentary to a couple of women by the name of Katrina and Anne. They met in college. They were going to different colleges. They still kind of like really met and they felt very connected with one another. But this was in the 90s and wasn't as socially acceptable to come out as gay. And so they they made the decision to not come out. There's a lot of people out there who have made that decision. I'm sorry that that's the decision you had to make. I just wish people would accept people because it just makes life easier. Yeah, it's not that hard to not be a dick. It's just not. So they always kind of like had this love and attraction for each other, but they just never really did anything. I have a feeling that they may have done some things, but you know, that's neither here nor there. They basically were friends for like 20 years. And then Anne, I think she was divorced at the time because they both like had gotten into like heterosexual relationships she was divorced and i think she was kind of like looking for things and then she realized no i'm in love with katrina she calls katrina up and is like hey i love you and katrina's like i'm pregnant with my second kid 
Oh, God. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, my God. Like, can you, I just, like, imagine the conversation. and Like, bitch, you couldn't have mentioned this, like, before all this happened? Right, like, you know, I really <laughs> could have just not had this. But I'm sure she's very happy with her talent. I don't mean to say that. But it's just probably really awkward. And so Anne goes online looking to, like, how do we make this decision? And she comes along on Twin Flames, obviously, because we're on this documentary. And they take the classes together. They get some, like, one-on-one time with Jeff and Shalia, and they're like, you two are definitely twin flames. And they actually become, like, harmonious twin flames eventually. By the way, Jeff says it's a gift. Their relationship is a gift from him. This is my gift to you. Your your union. Blah, blah, blah. And also, like, didn't they they found them like early in the, in them starting all this, right? Like early, yeah. Like early, like in the when it was like in its infancy, basically. So crazy. Well, it was more like they found them in like 2017. Well, when did he start it? I think that yeah, that's like 2006. Yeah, so 16, 17 is when they kind of really got bigger. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just want to say these are former members. They're no longer members. Right. And Katrina leaves her husband there together. Jeff thinks it's his gift to them, you know, which it's not because I feel like Katrina and Anne, they were just looking for someone. And they say this, they were looking for someone to validate what they were feeling. And they did. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and then they kind of get caught into this cycle of stuff. You have reached harmonious twin flame status. So now you need to go teach other people how to get. That's we'll find out more later about that. Now shift to Boston and we meet a girl. We don't meet a girl. We meet a girl's mother. Her name is Lynn. Lynn's daughter's name is Brianna. We just meet a slew of characters for her. We we got Auntie Lisa. We got an auntie. I forgot to write down her name. But they're like three people. And they're like, fuck this. So basically, she joins because she's looking for her soulmate. I guess she was like dating a guy and then he moved away and like she tried to like stay in touch with him and he's not reciprocating it. Well, Jeff and Shalia have told her that this is her twin flame. And she'll go as far as to like fucking show up in like a town she thinks he lives in. She doesn't actually know where he is because I'm assuming he's blocked her. He doesn't talk to her. The fact that she doesn't know where he's at means that he's wanting no communication. And that's the thing is that they do. They call it runners and chasers. So like your twin flame, they say, could be a runner. Like you have to chase them down. This is the worst advice. I'm going to be really honest. I'm very surprised someone hasn't ended up dead. Oh, I know. They're putting these people in really potentially dangerous situations. Right. They're, these people are stalking people. They're they're like, text him until he replies. And it's a lot of women. There are men part of this program, but there's more women involved. And they're like, text him or text your twin flame until they reply. Keep calling until they answer. Show up at their house. Knock down their door. These are all things Jeff has said. Like, I've heard him on a recording say these things. Like, break into his house. Like, what's he going to do? It's terrible because these people are being told by the their spiritual leader. Because mind you, this isn't just like a dating service. This isn't like a matchmaking site. This isn't like chat GPT of like Bumble. This is two people telling you how to live your life. They'll be like, you call him. The girl that was the, they told to send nudes. They're like, send nudes or whatever to. They like made her do it while she was on the call with them. Right? How fucking gross. What a weird thing. Also like, stop encouraging people to send nudes. Not everybody wants nudes. And so the episode kind of like starts winding down at this point and we're really gonna learn a lot more in the next two episodes, I'm pretty sure, from like the sidebars Tara and I have been having because I haven't watched the next two episodes because I already have ADHD brain. Can If I watch all of them ahead of time, I get a little like 
lost. It's easier to do one at a time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This, oh my God. So far, I'm just like, fuck, this is so terrible because these people, like according to the Netflix, they've gotten so much money. Oh yeah. Just wait. Just wait. It gets worse. And then it gets worse some more. Oh. We'll get into that some more on Thursday. So. Yeah, we will. (laughs) Okay. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. We hope you enjoy it. Thank you to those who were in the Facebook group who voted for this. Tara and I apparently live in Coltland now. At least for the end of this year, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Okay. With that, we're going to go ahead and sign off. And we'll be back on Thursday for our next installment of this chaotic adventure. Bye. Bye.